The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech Athletics Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the 23 Personnel Podcast. I am your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man? Hello. I don't know. What's up with you? You ready for the off season? I think that's where we're headed. Are we there yet? Are we? Are we there yet? We're we're careening very quickly to that off season exit ramp. We're just a couple of weeks away. It feels that. I mean, good gravy. The the. It's so strange. I I I don't even know how, like how I'm supposed to make sense of, of, of the performance that we see on the field, the performance on paper, why they're so vastly different. Like you could finish the season six and three in big 12 series and be like, yeah, seventh place, miss the postseason, And you're just like, man, what the hell are you supposed to do about that? But then like, if you've watched the series, you're like, we we didn't deserve to go play in a in a regional. You want to host? What is it? Like it's so like it, I can't make it make sense that you know until this week. I mean, you 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 still have a couple of places that have you ranked until this week. You were a top twenty team, a consensus top twenty team. Your RPI RPI was in the sixties you were struggling are struggling to make a, a, a postseason run, you know, make it to a regional somewhere. It used to be, you were pushing to, to win the conference and, and to host a regional. Now you're like, what's the, what's the highest RPI to make a three seed? Is it going to be us this year? I mean, it was 55 last year. That was grand Canyon. Well, and so. I've got some, I've got some bad news for you that we can talk about some more, but NC State last year. I mean, I obviously have my finger on the pulse of college baseball. Well, they were so, they were pretty notorious, not notorious, but like that was pretty like a pretty popular topic. To talk about how, like how good they were to miss the tournament. Yes, I mean they were thirty six and twenty one on the season. Granted, they um, they finished in the ACC Atlantic Conference. They were fifth out of seven teams so they were 14 15 in acc play so just barely 500 techs currently at 500 yep. uh, with a similar record you know yeah, 13 15 you, you you've got 10 games left so i mean if you split those it could be 35 and 20 right and so nc state you know they they were four and two against the top eight teams 
in the NCAA tournament last year. Um, and they also were, they only won four of their 10 ACC series. So that's, was a big knock obviously, but this kind of counters what we were talking about last week about how important RPI is even an RPI of 33 last year, which I think the ACC had a ton of teams in the tournament. So the ACC was really strong last year. So the RPI of 33 did not help them. I mean, they still were the first team out. And so Tech is looking at not a similar thing, but kind of close. I mean, NC State, this is the first time they'd missed the tournament without some sort of COVID reasoning since 2014. And Tech has kind of had a similar run. Um, You know, they're kind of a perennial team expected to be there. But Tech's RPI, of course, is in the 60s now. 61st and, right now, or at least it was when I, I put the notes together earlier. Yeah, they're also dead center of their conference. The only thing they've got going for them is they have, like you pointed out, they've won every series, every Big 12 series, but two now. Um, yeah. But they've got two left with, I, I'm thinking a likely sweep in Morgantown. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Hopefully not, but uh, it's, if NC State didn't make it last year, I just don't see any way, even if Tech wins out, how they could make it this year. I think it just goes to show how important sweeps are in both directions, right? Like to be a contender, like you need you need sweeps on your schedule, and you don't have any. You know, especially not in conference play, or at least not the ones you want, because you have been swept once. Um, and like that feels like it just it looms so large that you didn't win a single game in Austin. Yes. Anyways, we'll have plenty of baseball to chop up. Although <laughs> that may be it for us. We may be done talking about baseball. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we might move on. I do have that. a yeah. I do have a probably unpopular and probably kind of stupid take here, but like I I roasted the Aggies for skipping out on, on teams that hurt their RPI. Texas Tech has possibly five games left that will do nothing but hurt your RPI in non conference. I'm just Let's let's uh let's figure out a way not to play those games. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about some baseball. Some uh, see how much further we want to go into all that basketball. I want to get your thoughts, Michael, uh, because the men's staff hasn't been completed officially. We've heard word that you may have a your third assistant agreed to terms, but haven't been officially hired because there's a way around some recruiting guidelines if he's not officially on staff but working for you so that's that uh, that that's also like like i don't know how 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 deep down the rabbit hole you want to go and like try to believe that or believe that conspiracy theory but it's a possibility that's that's been out there because it shouldn't take this long to put a support staff together and you shouldn't have a third assistant coach your 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 associate head coach role is still open a month later um, so there's that there's on the, on the women's team, the flip side, Krista Gerlich is just on fire. We can talk about that for a second. She's got a couple of really high level recruits and transfers in making the lady Raiders a very exciting team to look at for next season to follow them. Football. We, we ended very end of the episode last, last week said we were going to talk about the spring game recommendations. We're going to f- follow up on that. 
Yeah, and then hit you with with was, uh, what do we? Learn? That was mainly you, right? That was mainly your recommendations because I I couldn't. I think you said like, oh, I've got some, because I I've got thoughts. I don't have, I have like any. I don't have like a fully formed like plan. I'm going to present to to your mark or NCAA <laughs> subcommittee or whatever it would be like. But okay, or even like Hoka, just just some, some ideas to for us to BS about for for a few minutes. So you're so you're not going to be over there. Okay, let me share my screen. Can you see my screen? Okay, <laughs> if you can see, let me know if you can see it. Okay, yes, you can see it. Okay, here's 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 slide number one, bullet point number one, item one of seventy three. And have like a 300 uh, slide deck to go through. Yeah, I've carved out an hour and a half for this Teams meeting. I hope that uh, I hope that I can get through all this material in that amount of time. Okay, so just just bef- because you mentioned that, and because we're we're kind of tangentially on the on the topic before you actually get into sports. Today was my second day back at work, uh, and I've been going back through and like going through the hundreds of emails on it caught up today um there were a couple of recorded meetings that i i watched uh that i i was actually i wanted to attend and i would have attended had i been you know on the clock and it was about like some organizational structure wise like of the levels we have in our department so like the roles their position titles and we've got way too many and it was it was interesting one because they said we don't want to be top heavy but we have like 18 different job titles between a specialist and an AVP um but on on, on one of these meetings those it was, it was talking about like okay we're, we're going to group these these meetings together so the first one was a specialist and a senior specialist we're going to talk about them and their contributions and like the requirements for that kind of position and like this is who should fall into this whatever um and then t- the other one i watched today was the the realm that I fall into, communication manager or manager comma communication, communication senior manager or senior manager comma communication, and basically, what it was is the person that was presenting was talking about like here's here's what I had some of these people do, uh, and, and you brought the slide deck. On, I'm, I'm getting back to that. She had it's like this project they were working on, and it was not like specifically a communication project, but it was something they were they were doing to to, to prove some worth and to add some value, they did this big survey and they, they grouped all their, their findings together into this 800 slide deck on survey data. I was like, no way in hell am I opening that. Well, and not the interesting survey data that I would enjoy, you know, from actual no. ground this is surveys, like- people going out on site, shooting elevations that now I could, <laughs> I could probably sit through an 800 slide presentation on that type of survey data, but not, it's not like demographics polling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh-uh. no, it's sir. Like, oh, okay. We're going to sit and talk, talk about uh, the difference between NAD 83 and NAD 27 and, you know, state plane coordinates and all that kind of stuff. Let's go. I'm ready. But yeah, I don't know about polling questions and, also, what what other organization has four different delineations of a manager? I'm gonna pose that question out there, just 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 rhetorically for the universe, because my position, technically, is communication manager, which is not a people leader role. However, I have had people report to me, which would then make my position a manager, comma communication, and that's what they were saying, like. 
It kind of depends like, are you a communication manager where you are managing communication projects or are you a manager, people manager in the communication department? Oh, well, well I was a people manager. Sense. Right. And like when they described that, I was like, okay, I, I can understand the, the, the delineation, the, the differences they're trying to make there. It was like, however, my title is communication manager, but I was a people manager. So like I wasn't even in the right manager role. I was like, how much money you should have been manager five years that I've been in this role. <laughs> manager, Golly. comma, communication manager. Yeah. Wait, manager, comma, communication, comma, manager. I think that's it. Ultimately, it doesn't matter because I don't know. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Uh, guys, 14 minutes in. If you want to follow us on Twitter, 23 personnel at PuntSuck, at Michael underscore LBK. Follow the rest of the Staking the Planes network at Staking the Planes, at Gambling Counters, at Dinger Derby, at Red Ritter Durgat, Dug Out, at Seeing Scarlet, Keith Patrick, David Collier, Sibby, Shelby, Kyle, Jacob, Kyle Jacobson, Rob, Ryan, and then us. I've said it enough times. I, I should have this down. Um, super excited for Rob and his his next step. I don't know. Like you all probably know this. He's living the unemployed life. He's the hustling now. <laughs> He's gone out on his own. He's got plans for his own show to launch very very soon. Lining up sponsors, paying bills, not answering to the man. So super exciting. Um, he, he told me some of the stuff at launch. And I, I could probably t- t- tell you this off the air and just ha- have him tell you. Um, dude, I just, I, I hate it for him. What, what he had to go through to get to today, but he's on his own. Congrats to Rob and all what's ahead, all great things, but, uh, super excited to be a part of Staking the planes network. You can follow, find all of our work. All of those podcasts are posted, cross-posted, publicized over on stakingtheplanes.com and more articles than you could ever imagine being published over there daily. All right. With that, Michael, I say it's time to jump into some baseball. I guess. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. 
Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Good. Left field, well struck, Desloni. Picks it up on a bounce. He's racing for second throw. That last line, man. <laughs> I may have to recut that. Can't even pack for Georgia Just Southern this year, I don't think. Statesboro, Georgia. Uh, it's not. It's not set in stone. You've got. You've got ten games to play. You could still make a case for yourself. <laughs> you will need probably a. Um, a series victory on the road, if not a sweep of West Virginia. You'll probably need to win everything else if you don't sweep West Virginia. Uh, and I think we can just leave it at, well, when has this team swept a series they should have? You go back to Western Illinois. Yeah, North Dakota State. You lost. Oh, the no, they dropped there. one. They dropped one. They sure did. So... 
Texas Tech Red Raider baseball team is 30 and 15, 9 and 9 in Big 12 play, 61st in RPI. Uh, the standings, if you care to know that, not that it ultimately matters, but they are, they're still fifth. I say kind of surprised. I didn't check it. Um, you have the lead over Oklahoma because you have the head to head over them. You don't feel all that far out of first place. West Virginia, 11 and four. They have two more victories than you do, but five fewer losses. Um, You have 18 games. Oklahoma State has 18 games. They're 11 and seven. Kansas State is 11 and seven. Texas is 10 and eight. So, I mean, you're two games out of at least second place, if not even first. It just feels like there's just a giant gulf, man, <laughs> between those teams. Um. In terms of the rankings, uh, the only three publications still ranking you, Baseball America has you at 15. The National College Baseball Writers Association has you at 24. USA Today has you at 24. The other ones, Perfect Game, D1, and CB both dropped you out of the rankings. Following your series loss on the road to Kansas State, who was in a similar position RPI-wise as you were, um, but they won the series and they did it uh, three to two on Friday. You won five, two on Saturday, and then they won 10 to eight. Um, you're off midweek. You don't have a, a midweek series this week. You're done with midweeks. I, no, I take the back. You're not done with midweeks, but you've got Sam Houston state this upcoming weekend. Uh, it's your last non-conference weekend series and you've got Abilene Christian maybe a game and a half next week yeah maybe just a game maybe nothing <laughs> I don't know how that was going to work out because it's still TBA on the continuation possible continuation from last week when it got rained out when they had taken a six nothing lead on you Um, if they Would play that, that game you, you have to come back to win that one would that make this is okay. This is going to sound really dumb because it probably is. But could that game possibly be finished in Lubbock, or is that just really? There's no way they would do that. They would have to finish it in in Abilene. I don't know. I like because if if they if they work it out because Abilene Christian's coming up here uh, for the second half of the home and home this this season home and home. Like, could they come up? a day early or a little earlier in the day and finish the first game, have a break and then play the second game as scheduled or like as a night game to Tuesday night next week. Yeah, it's possible. You can get both of those games in. The problem with that though, Michael is then it's like, well, is the first game, does it count as a home game for, for ACU or is it a road game? Because the game will technically be played in two different locations. It doesn't matter where it starts or where it ends. I almost think it makes it, it if that goes down, pick it up there. Oh, I'm sorry. There's a delay. My bad. There's a delay no, more than good. normal. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. I was gonna say like if if it ends up being like you finish the game in Lubbock, which logistically is probably the easiest thing travel wise, but gonna make more of a headache on the on the scheduling and result side of it. Like, I don't know if it counts where the game starts or where the game ends. Like because you Texas Tech need the advantage of winning that game on the road. Is it possible you could still get that advantage while playing at home? 
I don't know. But you need at least seven runs in the back half of this game to even worry about like winning and whether that's going to count more as a, a road win for you because you you need that for your RPI. Um, could you also just be like, hey, we, we will bus out there Tuesday morning. <laughs> we'll play the game 10 o'clock. We'll play it up. Um, we'll bus back. You can follow us back. We'll play the second game Tuesday night as scheduled, but in the appropriate locations, but get both games in. Um, or do they just, because you, you, you didn't play you didn't play enough innings for it to be considered an official game. So you can't just say, we're going to accept the, the, the results as is Abilene Christian wins the first game and we'll just play the second game. You'd have to get them to agree to a no contest, which is unlikely since they had such a big lead on you. Sure. Yeah. Because they tough sell. probably think they're going to win that game, and they they're in a good spot to do it. They would want to play that game in in Abilene. The only thing that you would have on them is you're going to pay them a lot of money this fall to come play football. And I heard Keith on Dinger Derby say, "Like, can you just tack on an extra ten thousand on the payout for the football game and just say we're going to we're going to consider that a no contest." So you don't play the last half of that game or whatever it is, last five innings of that game because you're just going to agree to pay them a little bit extra on the football side of things this fall and just pick up the second game. I don't know because we still haven't heard about it. Uh, the game was supposed to the return trip next week, the ninth. Still don't know about the, the reschedule on the rained out version, but We'll get to that next week, or at least when that comes out. First, you got Sam Houston State. Again, which is uh, RPI-wise, I mean, they're just over, just north of 100. So playing the game, like you'd have to sweep and maybe maintain your RPI. If you lose a game, especially at home to a, a team like this, it's going to, like, your, your season's done. There's no recovery oh, from yeah. that one. Like no. even if, like, I think losing a Sam like a game against Sam Houston State couldn't be like it couldn't be fixed by sweeping in West Virginia. And I, no. I don't I don't have like the the RPI projection thing up. I don't know if that's even a thing. But like, if you can go and say, hey, if we lost, you know, let's say we go two and one against Sam Houston State, but we sweep West Virginia. Is it a net positive on our RPI? Like, are we able to to move up out of this? Like, that sounds ridiculous, right? That like, you would sweep on the road, but losing a game at home versus a much much inferior team. Like, I don't know. I'm 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 sure I'm I'm sure if you were to sweep West Virginia, it would be net positive over, you know, if you had a two to one series victory over Sam Houston State. I'm just being a little, <laughs> a little salty here, but. Well, I don't blame you. And like we talked about last week, Sam Houston, I, I kind of think their RPI is a little deceiving. They're, they're first in their conference. They lead Grand Canyon. Um, you pointed out they have a two-and-a-half game lead on Grand Canyon, actually, within mm-hmm. the WAC. And they won that series on the road. And they played Baylor close. They lost by one. They lost by two at Texas. 
They beat Kansas State eight mm-hmm. to three on a neutral site, which granted meant a lot more before this weekend. Um, but yeah, and then they also beat Abilene Christian at home two one. They won that series, and I think you added this too. Yeah, yeah recently last week they they defeated A and M nine to two. And then this weekend they swept SFA, so they're on a four-game winning streak. Are yeah. the Bearcats of Sam Houston State? Well, five because tonight they won at UTSA eighteen to two. Could and and when me. you and when you say they swept SFA, I mean they swept the crap out of them. I mean they they won twenty-one to five, seventeen to two. That got called in seven innings, and then eight to three. Yeah, they they had a, a run rule. They're coming in hot, game. man. <laughs> This is not looking good. I don't like this at all. I I think that, I think that you know I'm going to use air quotes here for those not watching because there's usually you know like hundreds of people watching. I'm just kidding, but I think the team should get quote food poisoning this weekend. They should pass it around. Both teams have yeah like just Thursday Thursday night. You know enough time for you know Sam Houston to not actually travel so they don't have to make the trip and then like, Oh no, we can't play. Uh, so maybe the whole team gets some bad eggs for breakfast Thursday morning. Some quote, bad eggs. God, guys, sorry. Y'all just, we can't play. None of our guys can play. Can't keep any food down. You know, we've, we don't want to, we don't want to put out eight pitchers again in a game. So why don't y'all, why don't y'all just uh, not come on down? We'll, we'll catch you next year. Or, or never <laughs> catch you never yeah i'm i'm i like like i said in the intro like i, I roasted a and m for 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 ducking games on their schedule last year that were gonna hurt their rpi and this year like uh, i mean maybe maybe had you won this weekend had you won this series this weekend versus kansas state i'd probably be a lot more on board and like being a big proponent of this but playing Abilene Christian and Sam Houston State will do nothing but hurt you. Like even if you win, you could possibly drop down because, as we as we discussed last week, RPI is stupid enough that if the if you win the games you're supposed to, it's going to damage your strength of schedule, which then weakens your RPI. Um. So, playing them will do nothing. Having them erased from your schedule will also do nothing, but it can't hurt you. I mean, it'll hurt you reputationally. Like, like it'll it'll look bad that you're. But as a team that's like scrapping, scraping by, like we need everything we can get. Wins versus Sam Houston State and Abilene Christian aren't aren't going to do it. No, they're not going to cut it. It's now raining in Lubbock, which is nice. I know. Well, that's what was throwing. That's what was throwing me off because I was. I don't. I forgot what rain sounds like, and so I. That's why I kept. Taking my my headphone off, like what is that? It's rain hitting the window in here. Oh yeah, that's what that is. That's what that sounds like. Yeah, interesting. It's the first rain. So something I guess it dumped. What was it two weeks ago? Three weeks ago? Oh, when the hail the hail came. Yeah, yeah. The miniature hail, was, like P yeah. P size. Oh, got the shivers. Um. Do you want to go over the, the Kansas State series? I mean, not really. I mean, they were. 
I, it's, I, I, it, I just want to touch on like, like big picture wise, like you in the first two games, you combine for seven runs against a pitching staff that like, granted, I, I probably undersold their starter on Friday, but as a pitching staff, that's like their best pitcher is just under five ERA. Like you should have blown them the hell up with the, with the, the lineup that you have, you should have rocked them yeah. or at the very least been putting up like 12 to nine games, right? Like, you know, it, it would have like been close, but you would have scored. A, yeah. You would have scored a whole, whole more. Yeah. Like a, a lot more of like the games on Sunday than like games on Friday where you went three to two and lost that one. Um, understand that like guys will, will ebb and flow. Um, it feels like Gavin cash is, uh, he's just a giant ice block right now. <laughs> I don't know what the exact number was that Keith mentioned. You have to go back and listen to the dinger derby, but he's like three of his last 23 or whatever it is. Um, and he's like swinging out of his shoes. Um, oftentimes like missing just wildly. Uh, Vulicic went like, like on the road is like two for 30. And that, that, that that's a little facetious, a little, a little exaggerated. Um, and it's not that bad, but guys have just been like almost team wide had a, a, just a dip in, in production and, and not just this weekend, but trending this way for a while now. Um, the team as a whole is just inconsistent. Your bullpen at times have been super consistent and, and like the strength of the team Sunday or I guess whenever, whenever it started on Saturday when you hadn't given up a walk until like halfway through the Saturday game, you hadn't given a walk all day, all day Friday, halfway through Saturday. And this is a Kansas state team that leads the country and walks, man. And then it's like the floodgates broke. Like, like the dam broke and it just like they, they made up for it. And on Sunday, you had a stretch of like six walks and hits batsmen in a row. You couldn't find a reliever out of the bullpen to throw a strike. Um, and it, it, it has a feeling that goes beyond talent at this point, right? Like the bullpen struggles you've seen, even if you like lump in last year too, and I'm not saying like Tim Tadlock needs to to fire Matt Gardner. I'm I'm I don't I'm not saying that. I, I don't have that kind of we don't have that kind of pull. I don't have that kind of like I don't know what it is. But like there are some some issues on this team that I don't think are talent. There there, there are some issues on this team where like there are a lot of newcomers, a lot of new guys on this team trying to play together. But what is it now? You're 45 games into the season. They've been playing together for eight, nine months. Should you really be having like chemistry issues with this team? I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. No, and not to not to go back with something we've talked about before, but you don't want to use it as as an excuse. But you just can't talk about this team without talking about their age. You know, there's there's so many freshmen and redshirt freshmen and sophomores that are starting and playing 
the entire game. You, you know, uh, uh, I, I think that's a lot of it. I'm really hopeful that this is just kind of a bump in the road next year. Texas Tech baseball just returns triumphantly. These younger guys have kind of got it figured out. They're a little bit older. They're a little bit more seasoned. They're used to um, the travel and the, you know, the rigors of everyday life as a collegiate athlete and so on and so forth, all that kind of stuff. Uh, quite a few guys are transfers, you know. I mean, so it's – there's that too. I'm, I'm not trying to excuse it. I'm just trying to rationalize it and make sense of it and and think that – there's still, you know, I mean, not like um, all hope is lost or something, but there's, there's there's still hope for this this team as a whole next year. I, I don't, I'm not counting them out from getting better, but I I am for this year. I, I mean, I, I think it, I don't know yeah, what it would so. take for them to make it to the postseason or even make a run to make us go, oh, they might actually make it. They might be the Oh, they were the first team out. Wow, can you believe it? That's crazy. Uh, I, I don't know if it's even how mad be. would you be? Like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like we went NC like guys last year. nine and one. Yeah, nine and one to finish the, the season. And like, oh, Texas Tech is the first team out this year. Like, son of a bitch. <laughs> right, right. We did so much work but, at the end. That's my only consolation. I mean, you know, just you've got true freshmen, Gage Harrelson, Tracer Lopez. Uh, you know, just going to through hey. your. Dylan Maxey, Tabor Fast, a bunch of these guys that Kevin Bazell, he's a red shirt freshman, freshman. Gavin Cash is sophomore, Hudson White, Mason Molina is a sophomore, Owen Washburn's a sophomore. I mean, all the parish, so many young guys that are huge contributors to this team. And it's maybe that they've just reached, they've just gone as far as they can in a season like this. Did you know that Tracer Lopez is supposed to be in high school right now? Oh, you know, I heard that he was, uh, he missed his prom. <laughs> Golly, that's got to be the most tired bit out there right now. Um, he's supposed to be, he's supposed to be uh, baccalaureate next week. Baccalaureate. How do you say that one? I, I would have said it. Is it birria? Baccalaureate. Is it like that? Birria. <laughs> Back, um that I think I got it. So the, the other thing now? Oh man, that's I, wonderful. I heard I don't know if it's gonna be picked up on the microphones. I, I did I want to add to your point about the inconsistency uh maybe stemming from the youth on the team, which is certainly like an acceptable thing. I I think we were kind of we kind of were dismissing or uh justifying the errors on the on on the team defensively like well they're just they're just young they're still coming together they're inconsistent this is going to happen like it's going to be fine there weren't many recordable errors this weekend for what that was worth i mean yeah at least there was that the other thing i I heard that i want to ask ask your opinion on um tadlock's recruiting philosophy has kind of been notorious for if you can hit we'll find a place for you to stand and then you look around the roster and the lineup you're like you don't have a catcher you don't have a third baseman. You don't have a second baseman. Like you've got like guys that have been really good baseball players playing in positions that aren't their position. Like Bazell is not a third baseman. He's a catcher. Hudson White's not a catcher. Maxi probably is, but he's he's been getting a lot more consistent innings. Um 
but he wasn't playing, I think, because of the consistency issue. Like, he was, he is a true freshman. Tracer, Lo- Tracer Lopez has nailed down the shortstop position. I think you have a shortstop, but true freshman. Austin Green has had struggles offensively, defensively. Gavin Cash has been really solid at first base defensively. Um, and obviously leading or was in talks for conference player of the year um, and, until he hit this cold spell. Like ho- hopefully he's got this turnaround and can, can put an exclamation point on the season and, 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 and get back in those conversations. Um, like Nolan Hester is great in left field. Dylan Carter was obviously your, 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 you know, day one since center fielder. Uh, Harrelson's been pretty good in right field. I think, you know, the outfield hasn't been so much the issue outside of missing Carter for as long as you were. Then trying to figure out what you're going to do in right field, having Harrelson play center. But like, you've just got holes where you don't have guys playing a natural, like you don't have a catcher playing catcher. You don't have a third baseman playing third base. You don't have a second baseman playing second base. So has, has that recruiting philosophy kind of like, now with this magnifying glass on it, the microscope out, like now we're seeing a, the, the the problem with it. Like you were like, you think, Hey, like offensively you should be fine. We'll, we'll just kind of find a defense around it. But when you've, you've gone with that strategy, but have now started missing out on offense. Like, is that, is this just a bump? Like I, I would assume so, right? Like, like you, you've been able to field really good teams with a good lineup and just figured it out defensively. Like you had Josh Young playing shortstop one year; he's not a shortstop, right? Um, right. You had uh, not Michael Davis, Kurt Wilson playing shortstop last year. He wasn't a shortstop. Well, I I don't think I think like you you mentioned as well it's kind of under the magnifying glass when you have a team bat maybe 200 this weekend then even the okay if you can hit we'll find you a place to stand like well you need to hit Where, where's where's the hitting where's that happening um I, I think that's just kind of amplified it a little bit and i don't know enough about baseball is it to me and i'm not going to question tadlock but just in my head, it seems like it would be easier to teach someone. Maybe not. Maybe I'm about to say something really stupid again. Won't be the first time tonight. It seems like it would be easier to teach someone how to hit than to teach someone how to field a baseball at this age, at this point in time. I feel like you could change your mechanics on your on your hitting or or, or change what to look for or change what to watch. Um, you know, work on your stance, you can work on your swing, you can work on all these things, but man, if you, if you can't field by now, I don't know how you teach that. Or if you can't throw to first without it, you know, going nine foot over the first base coach, I I don't know how you can teach that at this point. You either can or you can't. I guess you can work on it some, you know, can you track a ball in the outfield? Well, I've never played outfield. Okay. Well, Good luck. Here we go. You're playing outfield in West Texas now, and it's 27 mile an hour wind. I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> go go try, and then try to throw it into the, you know, throw it into the infield f- against that wind at the same time. 
I, it just seems like I'm not going to question it because obviously the man's very successful, but I've always found that was just kind of an odd, an odd way to say it. I, I feel like at this point it would be easier to teach someone to hit than to, than to dive, make a diving catch on the third baseline and toss it to the shortstop who nails it over to first base. I don't know. I've I've never I've never taught high high enough level baseball to tell you if it was easier to teach one or the other. One of the the, the kids I was teaching, coaching, whatever we wanna call it, hurting, hurting, not hurting, <laughs> hurting, H E R D. Um good gravy. Sorry. Just got it, distracted by a lightning flash. Um oh, okay. it was all it was all still bad. On the air. Well, I heard the thunder from that lightning <laughs> lightning yeah. flash. Um so it's like I don't I don't know I don't know if it's easier to teach somebody in college to hit differently or to, to field a different position. Um, but to your point about like the, they're batting this weekend, so Friday night Texas Tech went six of thirty one, so that's a one ninety three average. Saturday they were seven of thirty five, which is two hundred. So the game they won they hit two hundred. And then Sunday they were eight of thirty-four, which is two thirty-five. So their best batting of the of the series was Sunday. Um, but over those, so they averaged closer to two twenty, maybe or two fifteen. Yeah, I mean it was uh, probably just just, just north of two hundred, right? So yeah, but do you expect the team that's like got guys like Bazell, Hester, Harrelson, Cash? that are all batting north of 300 since I'm up near 400 to be able to do much, much better. Now the, the, the home and away splits this year have just been atrocious. And, and we, we see this again this weekend against, um, okay. Kansas state pitching staff. Um, I don't, I don't, I have another, the research yet on West Virginia. I'm, I'm, I'm a little not scared too, but, Hesitant to look too much into that, what that may look like. That's that, that's not even this weekend. But your last home series of the season out there, sorry, road series, home series, you've got Sam Houston State this weekend. If you're going to play these games, you need to win all three of them. That, that, that That's what I got. So you have to what figure out a way. Uh, you got to stop their their momentum, their, their hot streak, their five-game win streak right now. They're 28 and 18. Overall, 18 and 6 and whack play. 107 coming into the day on RPI. You said first in their conference. Um, so I would just, argue they've got a lot to play for. Who knows? Maybe they could make some late season noise. I don't know. I <laughs> I don't just, know. Okay, I'm just I'm just feeding the fire now, really. Okay. Okay. I was like I don't even. I I think they're too far out. But then again, I mean, they're they're on the road against a sixty-ish RPI. Like they could probably get a pretty good jump if they win. Even just one game, I'm I'm sure their RPI will jump pretty good. I don't know because you saw West Virginia West Virginia move up five spots after beating a number you know RPI one twenty team at home one game one game at home. Well, it was a rivalry game, Spencer. I guess that matters. that means something. It means more. Yeah, it just means it more. Means, it just means it just means more. 
Don't you get it? Outside my window too. So if we uh, if we drop off here, you'll understand. Lubbock's finally getting <laughs> yeah. some rain. Uh, hopefully, all my seed is staying put. We'll see. It's, it should be fine. It's not raining that. It's fine. Heavily. It's, you planted it what a week ago? Two? Uh, ten days. Oh yeah, it's in the ground. It's uh, taking root. Uh, it's good to go. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> all right, let's uh let's jump over to basketball. I'm not even gonna play the music. Um. But we will do a uh, just a quick little, I guess, ad break right here. And we'll be back for basketball. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. All right, Michael. Basketball, we... uh. Let me look this up. Grant McCasland was hired when at Texas Tech. He was hired March 31st. Oh, okay. I was about to say April, but I can't remember when the NIT ended. Yeah, March 31st, 2023. It is... Today is May 2nd. May the 2nd, and he's hired two assistant coaches and a strength and conditioning coach, all three of which were on staff with him at North Texas. That's all you need. It's good to go. He hasn't yet hired his last, his third, or sorry, he hasn't announced a hire of the third assistant or the remaining staff of recruiting personnel, player development, GAs, all, all that group of guys that will help make the ship run, stay afloat open the door for players to come practice, whatever you, you need. They just have the four guys, Grant McCaslin, the two guys from North, and I should stop, stop calling the two guys from North Texas. I need to learn their names. They're, they're Texas Tech assistant coaches right now. Um, and the strength and conditioning coach. Are you worried that the staff hasn't been announced? Well, I think that he's still got, I mean, as long as, as long as there's somebody that can drive the bus, man. That, that's all we need. We just need to get from A to B. We'd go win some basketball games, go kooks. <laughs> you want to win some games? 
Yeah, one of um, games. I, I am slightly worried. Uh, I, I, I did. I think the last time we really talked about it was a couple of weeks ago, and I kind of made the point of, oh well, he's just recruiting now. That's fine. It. I don't know how many guys you need around for him to go do that, but you know, it's been two weeks since I said that, and there hasn't been a lot of traction up front. Uh, it, it it's becomes a point to where. I mean, honestly, how many guys are left? Five? Four? From last year's roster? Well, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I, I guess I'm not so much worried about those guys, and that's probably, like, just bad to say. Like, if you're out there trying to recruit a new roster, like, don't you want a director of recruiting that's, like, combing through tape? And, yeah. and like, on the receiving end of all these highlight reels and everything, like, oh, hey, like, we got this tape from this guard in Dallas uh, that's like 6'1", but dude's legit. You should go check him out. Or, have we got this forward out of Del Rio, Texas? He's 6'7", but can really play. Like, um, you know, the James Blanchard of the, of the basketball, excuse me, of the basketball team. Guys that are helping uncover the future Red Raiders, right? Like sure, McCaslin and and the assistant coaches are are doing that thing now, because everybody has to be able to identify talent and mind that. You want more eyes doing that with you. You want guys that are able to identify talent and say, "Coach, you, you need to go see this guy," or like, "Here are the guys that I found uh, that I think you should take a look at," and then you, you narrow this pool down and then go make your visits instead of doing all that yourself. It's just me speaking like how I, I would think it would run, uh, how I, I I think I've seen it run elsewhere with a fully staffed program. Um, the conspiracy theory out there that I don't know if I want to believe it because it sounds like you're doing enough shady stuff that I don't know if I want Texas Tech doing that. But maybe you got to do whatever you can to win. Is that they have those guys in place just not officially on your roster, on your, on your staff. Um, because you're able to have them recruit outside of what would no otherwise be allowable because they're doing it for you under the name of a different university. That, doesn't seem better. I thought if they were just like a freelance person who wasn't employed by a university, that would that's contacting. Well, NCAA so so in, in, in an essence, <laughs> like so, maybe maybe that is the, the possibility, right? That um, they've they've left their previous school and they've got some kind of agreement that they're not going to announce it. But then you're 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 placing a whole lot of faith on an organization that no longer pays you to do you a favor that wouldn't also then announce your replacement once they hired your replacement. But like, I mean, I, I guess it's possible Ben McCollum no longer works for mid Northwestern, Midwestern state or whatever it is. And he's on the side getting paid, you know, by Texas tech under the table, but no longer employed by his, his, his former school. But don't you think had they hired his replacement, they would have made an announcement? Well, I have I have another theory. I don't know if this is completely up to date or accurate because they may be kind of undergoing the same thing. But UNT's website 
shows a head coach and three assistant coaches. And maybe that's all McCaslin really knows how to deal with right now. <laughs> maybe he's just like, okay, let me just get four guys. And I've got it. I've got a system. I can figure this out until X day. And then I'll, you know, I'll relinquish and get some more help. It, it's, it's just different. Uh, you know, you know, he may not be used to having someone who handles the recruiting. Maybe he likes to be way more hands-on on that. And, and not just, ha- not just the recruiting itself, but the, evaluation of of recruits or you know looking at someone's tape and going you know what this guy i don't think he's worth your visit you know he may not be used to having that there could be kind of a curve a curve there but he's been involved with big time programs so i I know that he knows that that exists but even when he was at baylor i don't think baylor had really made their ascension yet to where they are now with drew Um, i mean i know drew was there obviously he's been there a long time but I'm, you know, that makes you question the hire altogether too. But the thing I always keep coming back to is just how excited Odiase was about this guy. Legit excited. I, I think there's something there, but I am getting a little antsy about um, how understaffed he seems right now. When, when when we know that he needs he needs some more help and he needs to get it as quick as he can. Because he's got to put a put a roster together. We've we've got they don't even have enough guys to you know run a full court press on. At, I mean they're going to have to pull grad assistant grad assistance he doesn't have just to even run a three on three right now. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I'm I'm taking up on my worried meter here on the basketball staff, and I understand that like roster is going to take a while to get put together and you're probably still in the thick of, of whatever recruiting open period is, is right now. And you probably can't multitask or you don't want to pull away attention from recruiting to like, Oh, I've got to go run this interview now. I've got to go meet these 10 other guys that want to want this last position that I have available. I'm like, but I could be in a recruits home, but I'm actually dealing with some other guy I haven't met with. So I don't know. I mean, I guess it's possible that like, he's just, hyper focus on on roster building here and it's like I can do it with these three guys and I will get the last associate head coach position nailed down with whoever it is McCollum Peary Jacus somebody we've never heard of before when we hit the dead period and we can no longer be recruiting or maybe he used right. that time to, to finalize his, his his and his family move to Lubbock I don't know <laughs> um all right, flipping over to Lady Raiders for a second. Krista Gerlich, she has been on a tear on the recruiting side. Um, excuse me, I'm 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 scrolling through, and I, I'm I hope I don't miss anybody. But recently, she has signed uh, Jay Z and Jackson, Jada Wynn. And Jordan Demerit or Jordan Merritt. Sorry, I don't know why I pronounced her middle name. Yeah, Jordan Merritt. Jordan Merritt was a former, yeah, she was a former five star recruit that played for Florida 
and is coming back to Texas Tech. Sorry, coming back to Texas. She was originally from the great state here. Lady Raider basketball could be on the verge of something really great next season. And if you're not in on the ground floor, y'all need to get there. Yes, and she also got oh, there was a wasn't there a player from El Paso, or maybe she was just interested in that. Uh, yeah, like you said, man, she has been busy. I actually am going through. Um, oh no, they visited. Okay. Yeah. Alina. Ar- Arike, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm, it's 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 I'm terrible with that, but I'm actually going through seeing Scarlett's tweets to try to make sure I'm not missing something because I knew there was another player. So uh, she visited, she entered the portal and, and has been in El Paso for the last three years. Um, was the CUSA Defensive Player of the Year, and was on campus yesterday here in Lubbock. So there there's a chance that there might be another one showing up. Um, so let me see. Let me see if I can find some stats on her because that's interesting. The Seeing Scarlet gals were on top on top of her as a player for a while. They've also caught the eye. This is not like something relatively recently. They've caught the eye of, of Krista Gerlich. So they, yeah, they have yeah. they, they have been uh, just growing – very rapidly, but also having the eye of the head coach of the program that they, they've been uh, looking at has been just phenomenal and a lot of fun to watch. Uh, so if you're not following Seeing Scarlet, if you're not listening to their podcast, you definitely need to. Um, I would have had these names under had I been able to keep up with their podcast lately. Life. I don't mean to like make excuses here. Life's gotten the way I've, I've fallen behind, but their Twitter feed has everything you need to know. <laughs> I've, I've been yeah, up with that. It's awesome. I, I kid you not. That was what that was what I was doing. I mean, that, that everything I read just then was from their Twitter feed. So uh, I, I went to Alina Arike's uh, stats. She's six two. Um, she is from Finland, and in her three years at El Paso, she averaged eight and a half points per game. And let's see. What do they do rebounds per game? That's so lame. Anyway, she started almost every game she played in for them. She started 75 out of 79 games. So she's got a lot of time. A played lot almost of 18, Almost 1,800 minutes of basketball. <laughs> um, you know, she shoots a career 46% from the field. Um she averages five rebounds per game. Sign but me this up, brother. Is what, yeah, this is what got me to. She blocked 16 shots last year, so not quite one every game or half of one every game, but almost a steal per game, my man. And her steals shot up. You know, as a freshman, she had eight steals for the year, but then sophomore, 21 steals on the year, and then last year, 24. So, defensive Conference USA Player of the Year visited Lubbock yesterday. Seeing Scarlet had the scoop. Sign her and, up. Let's uh, go. Yeah, I, I, maybe maybe Gerlich will have another. What does she say? What's what's her thing on Twitter? 
She says something else. Everyone's got kind of a thing. Uh, well, except for Mark Adams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he never had a thing. Except retweet if you're with us. Oh, my gosh. That was so obnoxious. I'm sorry. Man, what did she, what does Gerlich say? Because that's that was I swear that was discussed re- recently. I think it's something to do with her boots. Is it making it rain? Bling bling, bling bling. 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 There it is. There we go. That, that's her bat signal. Yep, that's when you know something something exciting has happened. Okay, yeah, that's about yeah, all bling. I got for. <laughs> Oh, it's even, it's even better. She uses a gif of herself pointing, like a slow motion gif of herself walking towards the camera and doing a finger point. Yeah. <laughs> Love that woman. You know, as a as a head coach of a team I like and a school I like. There you go. All right. So worried about the basketball staff, men's basketball staff, yes. Uh, roster, no, not yet. Women's roster, Absolutely not worried. No. Kristen Gerlich is on fire. <laughs> bling, bling. Uh, let's uh, let's move over to spring game football really quickly and then wrap up with what do we learn. Okay. All right. So last week we talked about recommendations or what what I would like to see. We, we, we kind of teased it because we were Pizza. like... <laughs> the uh, outro music was playing. I was like, wait, we forgot this. I felt this way and it's it's since I guess Kingsbury because I think Tuberville played as normal-ish of a spring game as you can expect. But when it got to Kingsbury and I think it may have even started out of necessity because of their just the piss poor roster management like you had holes everywhere and he couldn't figure out how to put a team together. So you'd have enough guys to run everything. Um, part of the spring game kind of devolved into drills and skills competition. I was like, uh, I, I mean, I get that the spring game is technically a glorified practice. I get that. It's a scrimmage. I'm not interested in watching practice. Like I want to watch like as close to a, a scrimmage as we can put together while maintaining as many people's health. Like I, I don't want anybody to get hurt. But like I, I, I want to see ones versus ones, twos versus twos, three, whatever. Give it to me. Since then, and I, it's just like I don't know if it's a train across college football because I don't watch any other spring game. I, I couldn't tell you this is everywhere. If this is just Texas Tech or just regionally, you get half of a scrimmage, kind of with a bunch of modified rules, and then you get into nonsense. Mm-hmm. So, situational. I would like, situational football. Sure, and and that's all good and well that like you're working on that, but with something that you're broadcasting and making available to everybody, you're not going to show your hand anything. You're not going to say like, look at this really nifty uh, and innovative formation and and concept that Kitley's been working on for two-point plays or goal line plays inside the five with two, three, four quarterback sets. Like, no, you're going to get your fifth-string quarterback in there who's also at running back 
do a halfback dive three times in a row. You're going to pull in a defensive tackle who also may be a, a fullback, Jalen Hutchings, and and have a fullback dive, which I, I would have hoped we would have seen a whole lot more of last season. But like it's stuff like that. Like it's not even valuable experience for the team at that point, right? Like it's just another rep of can I make a swim move on a tackling dummy in front of ten thousand people? So no. So my so you like my, the first half. Even that felt too watered down. Like really, I like. The I first think half. It, I, I think it's veering too much away from a, a a scrimmage to even like be worried about going out and watching the spring game. And I say that because like th- there's obviously a lot of time committed and effort involved in going to a spring game. And this isn't the broadcast. It's not J- John Harris and Chris Level's fault. But with the format too, they're playing catch up as much as we are, and they're doing it on the fly with a microphone in their face. Like they have to make sense of it as it's hitting them and translate that to us. So even watching the, a broadcast of the spring game, you're just left like just reeling and wondering, like, well, what, what happened? What, what was that? Does it, I mean, what, is this the first team offense? Are the quarterbacks playing for both teams? Was that a point for yeah. team A or team like anyways? Yeah. All that to say, like valuable experience, I'm sure, as practice number 15 in the books. Give me something more exciting. Give me an exhibition game. Bring up an Abilene Christian, um, a UTEP, um, SFA, Sam Houston State. Have have, have a like have that be your FCS opponent on the year. You you pay them. I I I get this is gonna go into like a lot of money that I'm it's easy for me to spend because it's not my money. Pay the them kind. a fraction of what you of what you would have paid like that to, to schedule them in September. Schedule them in April. Bring them up here for a couple of days. Maybe run some mixed practices with them. And then run a, a televised exhibition game where you can you can modify some of the rules. To, to protect quarterbacks, you can say we're going to do touch sacks and we're going to do running clocks or whatever. But give me team A versus team B and some normal ass scoring and like let's figure out how to how to put a a product on on broadcast or make it where you'd want to go watch this thing in a stadium. Like watching drills, seven on seven versus air, whatever you want to like. Man, miss me with all that nonsense. Give me something well, what else. If, and this is me making like a lot of requests and demands as like a nobody. But like what spring games are worthless. What if they did something well, yeah, it's it's just a to generate interest and But are whatnot. they even doing that? Are they really even doing that? <laughs> Maybe I, I you know, I don't know if they are. I think the people that are interested in tech football would already be paying attention. Um, I, I don't know if they sold any more season tickets because of the spring game. I don't know if anyone's mind got changed because of the spring game. They went there and thought, ah, you know, this team's, I hope I'm hoping five or six wins. And then they leave this, the spring game thinking anything drastic in either direction. <laughs> 
I, I kind of doubt that happened either. So like um, anecdotally for, for, for me and my family, we're considering season tickets for the first time in like 10 years has nothing to do with oh, the spring game. Nice. Of course. Nothing yeah. to do with the spring game. <laughs> well, I think it's, um, Oh, that's cool. We'll have to talk about that some more. I, I want to see, because I remember even in high school, we did have scrimmages against other teams. It wasn't just us. We would have scrimmages against other teams. I do think in college you got to be more careful with people. If if another team's brought in, people are going to hit harder. They're probably going to try harder. There's there's a more likelihood of injury. I think you could wear those, you know, air helmets like what uh, Colorado had on before everybody transferred immediately following that game, that their spring game. Which you know, I, I'm sure those guys felt like they had it made. Because, oh my gosh, we're on ESPN. Chris Fowler's here. You know, Prime's on TV as much as the actual team is. There were 60,000 people at that spring game. And then the entire damn team transfers out like three days like later. Like how, like just, just on the subject of Colorado football, like how bad are they going to be this year? Mm-hmm. As much interest as they're, as they're garnering, like how much like, look, Look at what he's doing for the program. They've got like 20 people returning. Like, yeah. Also, look what he's done to the program. <laughs> like, he's pushed out so many people. And like, I, I know there, there are ways to remedy that. Like, there, there's some some flexibility in recruiting to allow for that to happen. Like, but when you're down to 20 scholarship players, there are there is a limit to how many guys you can sign. You can't just immediately sign 60 scholarships to backfill. Like, that's not gonna happen there will be giant holes in this roster for years because he couldn't hold his damn tongue and say, you know what? Actually, we do need you. you you're not, you're not what we want in year five. Year one, we absolutely need you. No, he, he, he couldn't be bothered by saying I come with, with luggage and it's Gucci. So get the hell out, man. I'm sorry. That, that apparently was, was whatever he's done to himself. Right. Enjoy the bottom. Of the Pac-12, well, you idiot. That's that's where they were anyway. I mean, but but yeah, I've back to the spring game. I I liked the format in the first half. It was kind of confusing, but it was an actual game. Um, the format in the third quarter I did not like. It was just red zone crap, and we were sitting on the wrong side. <laughs> it's too far. And, away. and yeah, and we thought, well, should we get up and move? And like, yeah, no, nah, the clock's running. Whatever. And then the fourth <laughs> the time quarter, we get there, it'll be over. <laughs> yeah, whatever. The fourth quarter was the threes and fours and fives and whatnot. So that 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 was fine. That was kind of rough to watch. But I I did the one thing I did appreciate was there wasn't just a random ten minutes of you know fair catches, kickoffs and <laughs> or, punts or like and- nine. 19 field goal attempts in a row just randomly for no reason. I remember those, especially in the Wells era where it was just, what are we doing? We're just, we're just punting, just getting some punt reps in came here to watch. Oh, that was a, I heard that I, I heard on some, your end. <laughs> I heard some crackle in my headphones when the lightning hit. Interesting. And now I'm okay. hearing the, the rumble on my end. Maybe we should get to what we learned. <laughs> we should wrap this up, man. Get off the the internet before everything craps we're pushing, out. On us. We're pushing our luck. <laughs> Anyways, I'm just I'm just 
I would be interested in seeing it. It's not going to happen. I understand that. Um, I just, the spring game in its current format, useless, pointless, stupid. I, I don't, I don't care for it. If, if I were in charge and, and I could in, in at least some way kind of, um, control the injury aspect. Yeah. I, I, I would want to, I'd want to say like <laughs> the puppet show. I'm just like, let's, let's do something else, man. Let's, let's figure out something to draw some interest, sell some actual tickets, sell some concessions, put something on, on, on TV that for both fan bases is worthwhile than just, I don't know. All right, let's, uh, let's wrap this up with, with what do we learn? What do you say? I say, I say, go for it. All right. So, uh, nobody cares about little league baseball. We're going to skip that. Uh, except that I've, I've just been accumulating, Blackstone accessories. Uh, <laughs> going yard. I am 10 days into my, my seeding project. I've got grass. I've got green grass in my yard, which sounds like it should be a good thing, but it's the rye grass I've sprayed Roundup on three times now, and it's not dead. It's like, one, you shouldn't have survived the winter. Two, you should have died with the first application of Roundup. This is round three, and you're still growing even. You might have you some of that uh, Roundup ready rye grass. That uh, that they sell. Uh, so, that's not a thing. That's totally I don't not know. a thing. Uh, but I stopped by. I've got a my my neighbors. They're really good friends. Um, their their parents. So the wife's parents built a home in the neighborhood as a retirement home that they're letting their other daughter rent out now. So they also went the route of getting sprinklers, but no sod and said, Spencer, we want you to help us with the yard. I was like, fantastic. I have a project yard. Let's go do this. I stopped by their house tonight. Uh, we put down grass seed April 15th, Bermuda grass seed. There is germination happening. So it's been 17 days and there's grass growing at that other house. Like sweet. I'm probably another week out from seeing grass here. Um, Rain is going to do a heck of a lot more good for the, the grass seed than just sprinklers. And everybody's yard will, will green up, especially if it gets hot falling this rain. Because I'm not going to complain about it being a relatively cool spring so far, but it hasn't been hot enough. Yeah, I heard that too. Hasn't been hot enough for the Bermuda to fully wake up and get going. So everybody's got Bermuda here. Like it's very slowly turning green. You still got spots and streaks of brown in your yard. Fall in the rain, you're gonna get a lot of more green. Uh, but especially if it gets hot. I don't I haven't looked at the the forecast for temperatures um just yet, but we pulled yeah, it's supposed quick. to be pretty warm this week. i yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. So this rain on Tuesday, high of eighty today, eighty one, eighty three, ninety, ninety two, eighty eight, ninety one. Your your grass is coming back with a vengeance this week, so be ready. Um, I'm I'm just I'm just super pumped to get my, my my yard going. It's green now; it shouldn't be, which is a weird thing to complain about. But we're getting there, man. I've got some sprinkler repair to do. That's my going yard update. I've I've got at least three or four where the grass has overtaken the sprinkler and so it 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 needs to it's only got like i guess the four inch extension and so i need a six or an eight 
to try to get it above no. the grass. You don't need that. You, you need to you need to, you need to dig out the sprinkler head and then do one of those risers at the bottom. Oh, so they come with like That'd threaded be so risers. Easier. Yeah, so you, you except just for of, digging out the sprinkler head. Right. So you got to dig like you know a few inches out in, in each direction, then unscrew the sprinkler head. It's going to be this big tube. Yep. You unscrew that out. You put the riser in. You screw that into the 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 pipe, and then that will screw into the bottom of the sprinkler head. You you will cut the 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 riser to whatever height you need. So if it's four inches low, you'll just cut the the riser at four inches or whatever you need. And then it's just like a hacksaw. So is it just a is it just a threaded tube basically? Yeah, and, and and the threads are like in, in half inch little uh, sections, so you can do like half inch increments without even having the cut through threads. Like it'll be like threads and like a little little strip of non threaded pipe, and then half inch okay. of threads. So you basically you, you just cut in half inch increments, and then that'll that raise the entire thing up. So you don't have to replace the sprinkler yeah. head. You just and, and those little pipes are like nineteen cents at Home Depot. Okay, it's just a matter of digging. But, but you gotta dig it up for or. It yeah, or you just call your your local sprinkler head company, your your, your irrigation company, like, hey, I, I need to have four sprinkler heads raised, and here they yeah. are. I feel like I could do it myself, but it's also one of those things that no, you you, the, you for sure can because by the, the time I do it myself, it would take me probably all day, and like because <laughs> I'd go I'd I'd go to all right, let me dig it out. Okay, I need this. And I'd go to I'd go to Home Depot like three times because oh crap yep. I didn't get this thing and I got to go back and oh dang it well I got the wrong one and I got to go yeah so I, I feel like it could turn into that's usually how my things go when I try to do things myself yeah for sure Th- like the so thermostat went out of my truck recently and I looked it up and I thought I could easily change this mm-hmm. but I would make a huge mess with antifreeze just all over somewhere mm-hmm. I don't this isn't a farm truck Michael you can't just go out to Dad's pasture and Rip it apart. Yeah. Used to do. Yeah. <laughs> and and no one's gonna know, you know, oh you know, a little motor all on the ground. I don't know, hurt nobody. Um, but yeah, I can't really just leave like half a gallon of antifreeze to just drift down the driveway or I didn't have anything to catch it with. And I was like, ah, crap. So uh, anyway, I went and got it. I took it to a mechanic. So I've kind of reached that point in my life where it's yeah, technically I, have I could do it. Yeah. But it would take me so much more time to do it, and I would probably do it wrong and have to go to the store three times. And Yeah, so when, when, when we were getting ready to, to install or to, to expand the patio and then have the concrete poured for the shed, I had three or four sprinkler heads I needed adjusted, turned off, moved, all that kind of stuff. I was like, I have the know-how how to do this. I could do it myself. I paid a company $250 for their oh, four hours. that's good. Yeah. Four hours of service plus parts because irrigation parts are stupid cheap because you're not replacing a sprinkler head, which is the most expensive thing. And even those aren't that expensive. You're having them, you're, you're paying for labor and they're like, we do $75 an hour. So for you to have your four or five sprinkler heads lifted, maybe a hundred bucks, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, you have you your weekend back. Yeah, you yeah. They'll turn it out in like 90 minutes on a Tuesday afternoon where you're you're sitting there all day Saturday, half a day Sunday, or the next weekend. You're just like, and not four trips to Home Depot or Lowe's, whatever your store of choice is. So I would. Yeah. And then if, if they tear up the yard, I can get mad at them instead of me. Sure. It, even though it's not their fault because you've got to tear up the yard to get to it. Oh, those dang sprinkler guys, they just, 
I'd have done a better. You know, you could tell yourself that they're not even tearing up the yard. They're 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 digging out the sprinkler. It's a small hole. You're digging out. You're digging out to get to it. And Bermuda will fix itself, as my mom would say. Bermuda, Bermuda. I will go next on on my on my 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 food take. I I promised the Discord a restaurant review. I took our our friend Rob out for lunch today. Rob bro. Good, it was his birthday yesterday. He finally taking... has lunch free for the first time in like <laughs> seven years. I, I don't know. Yeah, I know. Like he, he's been, he's been working 11 to three or whatever it was. Like yeah, he's on been air. working through lunch ever since I've known him pretty much. I wanted to take him out for his birthday. He said his mom had plans to take him out. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not interrupting mama bro. Um, so I was like, here, what about tomorrow? Which was today so i took him out to lunch we we tried bonitos which has been all over the lbk foodies facebook group here in town everybody's ranting and raving about it i love italian i was like let's go try it out he's like yeah sure let's do it he he had been up up at the station to return keys and to get the rest of his stuff out of his office so he's like i'm already up there i'm gonna walk around cactus alley for a second and i'm gonna get a seat and order appetizers like great i'll be up there in just a few minutes so he ordered what was called the frito app and it's not what you think it was. It was like a fried appetizer sampler of fried shrimp, fried calamari, fried cheese sticks. Oh, okay. I'm not a seafood guy, but I did try a couple of the calamari pieces. They were small. They were fishy, as to be expected. I don't like seafood. So I was like, I don't know if these are good or if they're just bad because I, I don't like seafood. But I tried them. I didn't try the shrimp. They look like popcorn shrimp that like you would get at like Sonic or... Popeyes or something like little tiny things. And then the cheese sticks, they were not like Spanky's cheese sticks. They were like farmhouse rich out of the freezer section of Walmart cheese sticks. Mm. Mm. No bueno. Um, I was like, that's not a good start. Uh, they also brought this little basket of bread out, which was fine. Um, I got what was called the meat stromboli, which is, I mean, it's what it was. What it was. Let me see. Pepperoni, Canadian bacon, uh, sausage, maybe even like cubed ham, just normal stromboli. The crust was probably like, I mean, authentic Italian. I don't know. It it didn't do anything for me. Uh, I thought about ordering a pizza. Rob talked me into stromboli. I had the stromboli off the lunch menu. It came with a warm marinara sauce, which I appreciate that it wasn't cold. Yes. So, uh, it was the meats and the cheese inside the stromboli, obviously. So I'd cut a bite, dip it, eat that. It was fine. Uh, Rob got the pasta sampler, and it was supposed to have like ravioli, manicotti, and lasagna in it. And they brought it out in this little boat. I, and for whatever, in my mind, I was thinking like three small dishes. It came out in one dish, and everything was like there was a, a huge layer of mozzarella on top, so you couldn't like see anything in the dish. As Rob was eating, he's like, I think these were just three pieces of ravioli. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind of like a Tex-Mex platter where it's just covered in cheese and you're like, well, I think my enchilada's in there somewhere. And then to top it off, uh, you had some like generic, like when you think of Godfather background Muzak, Italian style Muzak playing. A lot of strumming, a lot of strings. Yeah, like like high like like high guitar, mandolin type stuff. You're like, 
maybe maybe this is what what's what you know what the fine people of West Texas expect an Italian restaurant to sound like. But it was like stereotypes on top of stereotypes, and it was like, I don't know, man. The experience was like this didn't live up to what I was expecting after seeing all the ranting and raving on this Facebook group. So eh. plants, man. But Mito's is mid. But but that that Facebook group, it's I, I think it's just full of people. Well, the owners just, reach out to come to our restaurant. We'll give you a free appetizer if you. But just think about like how how crazy nice. Lubbock goes for restaurants, anyways. Like, yeah, one, it's hard to hard to dismiss it. Opening a restaurant in Lubbock is is such a wild ride. Like you get like the first few weeks, month that you're open, absolutely slammed. Can't can't order enough food. You can't hire enough staff. And then like the next new thing opens, and your doorway just dusted and covered in cobwebs and like you're just your old old hat now because they Benito's took over the old George's restaurant which I, I heard was good I, I've been there like once and I hadn't really like I didn't know them that restaurant so much but Gilbert's I thought it was Gilbert Gilbert's sure maybe that's what it was up in the <laughs> Cactus Alley up there by La Serena yeah. I think it's Gilbert's yeah. not George's that, that that's a little bit further so I was like sliding there's a couple of George's yeah anyways is Gilbert's. Um, yeah, it was like, I, I, I don't get it. Um, and and to, to, to top off or to, to agree with what you're saying, and I'm not saying that it's not warranted because Rohinio is freaking fantastic, but it had to be like an investor or like a, a, a paid plant. And he was posting like professional style reviews and photography of like a platter that he would get supposedly get at Rohingya. Yeah. And three, in Olton four, too. three or four times a week. I was like, yeah, you're making a two and a half hour round trip drive for $50 worth of barbecue four times a week. I mean, and how it's great. It's fantastic food. This is, is not to, to, to Whatever. I'm just saying, like, the legitimacy of this LBK foodies group has been called into question because Bamitos is mid. And as good as Rohinho is, you're not getting five reviews a week. Well, and it was just very sus, as the kids would say. Uh, a couple months ago, they were, every day was a post about Papa V's pizza. And they'd show pictures of it. And I'm like, that just looks like any other pizza I've ever seen in my entire life. I, I can't, I just cannot believe that it's that good and I've never tried it. So maybe I'm that guy, but I feel like they've done that before. They'll latch onto one and I don't know if it's, they just all want to be part of it and it's, it's, it's organic and someone created something positive and they liked it and they want to jump on the train. Oh uh, yeah, I went to, I like it. I like it too. It's good. I'm going to post about it, get some likes. The other I, thing I don't that, know that what it is, I feel like it might be some kind of weird herd slash cult thing on top well, of actual people being compensated in some way, shape, or form. Hey, or hey, could you put in a good word for us on the Lubbock Foodies Group? We'll we'll comp your your soda comp pop. your appetizer. Yeah, you know, we'll comp your soda pop. Um. I guess to, to 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 just to to put the final nail in this in this bit, uh, when when a when a food review 
group doesn't allow negative comments about a place, you, you just just understand like you're getting fed a bunch of crap. Yeah. Like legitimately in the group rules, there's like there are there's no negative talk allowed. It's like they delete them. Like so, I mean, it, and it, I get it to an extent, but right, like like if, if if this restaurant is getting slammed and they're losing, like they're getting all kinds of negative reviews for like in the throes of COVID, they've got like two people there and a thousand people ordering dinner. Right, like you can't let the mom mentality shut down a restaurant because they were just understaffed in a in a global pandemic. Understand that, but if you had like legitimate complaints about a restaurant, roaches in the food, nope, no place for that here, man. Go peddle <laughs> that crap on your own page. This is yeah, for we- <laughs> paid reviews only. Sunshine and rainbows. Well, we don't like the. Uh- you don't want the reviews either of well, I went to the Taco Bell on eighty second and I they 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 did not have a good burrito for me today. And Their phrasing like, machine was broken. Yeah, that's not changing anybody's minds. Like either you like Taco Bell by now or you don't. You know, we don't need a five hundred word dissertation on why what your problem was with your crunch wrap today. You know, no one cares. They're gonna just well, I like crunch wraps, I'm gonna keep going i all right whatever so i think that it's nice to not see that but i'd get what you're saying you know that there does need to be kind of a medium of of even someone someone pushing back like i don't know why everyone thought this was so good but even <laughs> like a comment like that would get deleted yeah it would it would so anyways that that's what i have uh well okay so i've got another 20 minutes probably um great i'm here i've for got it. beef I've got beef, man. Uh, this is an all beef. Uh, I've got a I've got a four point sermon here. Um, we're we're going to start the notes off. document here, like an actual seeing that the 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 two things he's got and with a four point sub, like have nothing like everything to do with hamburgers. Like it's gonna be an altar call. The 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 point was driven home to me that the net like I have beef was was really funny and and you, you I, I just killed the joke here, but. Well, you're good. No, it's, it was uh, not lost on me what, what you did there, and I, I enjoyed it. I had to explain it because okay. they can't, the people can't see the notes document that says burgers and Whataburger. <laughs> what we're talking about next? So right, let's go. I'm going to start. I'm going to start with Whataburger. I'm going to end with the other thing first because it's it's a happy it's a happy ending. So I officially am beefing with Whataburger. Whataburger is losing <laughs> me, man. They are absolutely losing me. Um. Just the other day, a couple of the guys in in the Discord posted that, hey, it's double points day at Whataburger. And I'm like, oh, really? And it was obviously a screenshot from their app. And I opened my app, nothing. Open my emails, nothing. But what is in my emails? A bunch, a bunch of emails trying to get me to buy shit or trying to get, oh, yeah, register for a beach cruiser bicycle. Sorry, sorry, that's next. That's next. Who the rides a bike on a beach in Texas? Have you ever tried to ride a bike on a beach? You're gonna land on your ass. Anyway, so <laughs> the, I have I am a member of these other apps, and and since we've I've touched on it, but a, a couple months yeah, ago, it's fine. Whataburger changed their um, they changed their reward system, and now it's you know for every dollar you spend, you get a point or whatever. 
or no, I forgot what it is. Is it a dollar for These... ten points? A dollar gets you ten points. So, so a point is ten cents. A point is ten cents. So, in order to get enough points for a water burger with no cheese, which is, which is a thousand points, you would have to spend one hundred dollars at Water Burger to get a water burger. And I don't know about you. I mean, if you have a family that all eats there all the time, you can get to that pretty quickly. But if you're a guy like me who maybe goes there once or twice a month, it's going to take you half a year, possibly, to build up to, oh, finally, I can get that free Whataburger. I feel like Elaine on that episode of Seinfeld where she wants the free sub really bad. And she just keeps going back to this sub place because <laughs> they'll punch her card and she gets one of her, her tenth subs free or whatever. So the point system is 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 kind of crap now. Um, to to, 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 to that end, before. the the free water burger isn't even the most egregious thing on there at a thousand points. Michael, have you scrolled to the bottom of that list? Oh, the For salads are insane. Sixteen hundred points, a hundred and sixty dollars will get you a salad. Yes. The highest markup item at a restaurant. They want you to spend $160 to get some free water. Yeah. So what's what's <sighs> Sorry, what's grinding on. my gears on that is not only is the point system just kind of been completely dismantled and impossible to get unless unless you go a couple of times a week and you're feeding family of four, which happens. That happens. That's great. That's good for, for them. But I'm sure they're still kind of like, well, what the heck? Because there's no offers. Like there's this section on the app for offers. There are none ever. There's there's never like a, hey, buy one water burger, get one free. There used to be. There was stuff like that. Or uh, buy a water burger, get a free shake. Or, you know, buy a French fry, get a free drink. Or, you know, just random yeah, was- things. It was Nothing buy fries like, and a drink and get a water burger. Yeah, it, it wasn't ever anything groundbreaking. You no, know, well, if you buy one water burger, you get six free. It wasn't anything like that. It was just like, oh, okay. If you this, then you get this or, or or something. All the other apps have that all the time. Like the Wendy's app constantly has, hey, two dollars off if you spend fifteen bucks on your order, or three dollars off if you spend fifteen bucks on your order, or you here's, you know. Any order, you can get a free medium fry. Any order, you can get a free small drink. Just something. They don't have that anymore. That's annoying. Uh, th- we touched on it already, too, but the constant emails about entering contests, like that bike or a cruise, no one gives yeah, a shit. It, it used to be a cruise, but like it was like, or or uh, it started w- with Xbox Ones. Yes. And, and then it was Water a cruise for a while. Yeah, the Xbox like, ones so, were kind of cool looking because they would look like a ketchup, like the little ketchup packet. Yeah. So that but was like, kind of cool. Did like Was every order an entry into one of these things? They never said. Was it nope. like you have to spend so much? Did you have to click on a certain thing to actually have your order serve as an entry? They never said. Who's winning a cruise, an Xbox, or this crappy looking bike? <laughs> That you're supposed to ride on a beach. Show me the winner of this bike. Because who's who's the who's the guy in Chicago thinking of this crap? They're fired. My last thing. 
constant emails to buy merch. I think that's all they care about now is selling Whataburger merch, which, okay, I am the guy currently being recorded drinking out of a Whataburger Yeti. It was a gift. I really like it, but I am done. I am not going to buy Whataburger merch when you guys won't even give me a free medium fry every other month or some shit. I'm not going to go spend $35 on a Magellan Whataburger shirt just because you emailed me and said nicely. That was the only way I could get a free burger, actually. I, I have considered it. Like, oh, well, I, I could use some new long-sleeve sun protection shirts because, you know, th- those are very important to me. And they were about 30 bucks. I was like, that's about how it, what they cost anyway. But the reason I considered it was because you get a free Whataburger with it. I was like, finally. So <laughs> I almost bought a $30, $30 shirt. shirt. <laughs> I almost did it, man. And they, I mean, but I, then I just almost got mad. Got you. It's, like, it's like, no, no. Why don't you offer me some food, man? I don't want to go on a cruise. I don't want to ride a bike <laughs> on the beach. I don't want to wear this ugly ass hat. Just offer me some of the f- stuff you make. At a, at a discounted price because burgers are like $9 now and I don't want to spend that every time I go. Help me out. Okay. End of rant. I'm going to go to the good part now. Okay. I haven't tried smoked burgers or making smoked burgers. I looked back at, I have a barbecue notebook. You probably knew this. A, you know, 23 and P. 23 P and me section here. I've got a barbecue notebook. The last time I made burgers was almost exactly seven years ago. No, it was six. Like you, like you actually made the burger, like the patty and everything? Well, no, the last time I, I made them on the smoker. Okay. The last time I tried to smoke them because, and then I looked through the notes and I was like, no wonder we didn't like it because we used like 90-10 meat and I don't know what I was doing. And we were like, ah, that was kind of a weird texture. And so we just never did it again. Uh, since then, if we made burgers, I cooked them over charcoal. Hank Hill would be furious. But I got the wild hair. I'm like, okay, we're gonna do we're gonna do smoked burgers this weekend. It's actually my wife's idea. And I said, okay, let's do it. Let's try it. And so I texted you and got the info that how to barbecue right. I found his method on YouTube and used it almost exactly. Now, he, of course, all these guys are this way. Like, he made his own special sauce that he put yep. on. He he had his own blend of meat where he mixed some brisket trimmings and he mixed something. I mean, he's so detailed. But I just, like, cut out all of that. I was like, okay, how do you cook them? And he put them on the smoker at 275. About 30 minutes in, he flipped it. And then... um you know, about 15 minutes after that, he brushed on some sauce that he had made. And then about five or 10 minutes after that, he put some cheese on long enough for it to start melting and then to pull them. Fantastic. It was perfect. I'd put a little barbecue sauce on it, which I know is kind of sacrilegious to some people, but my wife and I both uh, partake of barbecue sauce on occasion. Yeah. And we had some. So I glazed some on towards the end of the cook just like he did. And then I put the cheese on over that after the barbecue sauce had kind of rendered a little bit or cooked down. Not sticky. Uh-huh. And then it was, 
I pulled them like right at 145. So there was just the tiniest bit of pink, but not, you know, there are probably some people who wouldn't have liked that. And that's easy because you could just cook them an extra five or 10 minutes on the smoker. It's not going to, not going to burn them. But that is the way to do burgers, man, is if, especially if you're cooking for a ton of people, you don't got to worry about flare ups. You don't got to worry about any of that. I could have put like, I could probably fit six. I could probably fit like 24 burgers on that Traeger pretty easy. And then they would just slowly all cook and not burn the house down. So smoked burgers are back on the menu, baby. Pretty excited. I, I am. I a can't big, wait to make them again. I'm a big fan of Malcolm over there at how to barbecue, right? I also like the guys at meat church. Uh, meat church is based out of Waxahachie. Uh, so they're they're local to the great state. That's all. That's where I got my my smoked queso recipe. So if you're looking for that, or the shotgun shells, I tried those. Uh, that's right. Starting into football season, uh, and I don't know why I wasn't expecting the texture. I was. They were fine. It was like a more of a sausage ball type texture inside the the pasta tube. Anyways, if you're looking for like a barbecue recipe guy to follow. Uh, how to barbecue right's got lots of good stuff on there. He's been doing this for many, many years. Uh, usually late summer, early fall, he's getting like a lot of tailgate foods. Like he's very timely with his recipes. He'll come out like, all right, we've got football season coming up. Here's what you need to make at your next tailgate to knock out of the park. And they're usually fairly simple, but like crowd pleaser type app, um, dishes or whatever. Well, and even that one I watched, he, like I said, he had, gosh, he had like, he sauteed mushrooms and onions to put on his burger. He had a Swiss cheese he put on it. The, like I said, the sauce that he glazed it with at the end was one that he'd made himself. And then he had like this garlic mayo that he put on the the Kaiser roll. I mean, he, <laughs> he went all out, but it's also, okay, I'm, I'm lazy. And I'm like, I'm not going to do all that. We've got regular mayo if people want that. We've got mustard if people want that. It's fine. Yeah, you've got uh, like... Let me just, okay. sh- just show me how you cooked the burger because that burger looks excellent. That's what I want to learn is the method and then I'll, I'll figure out the rest of it. Yeah, it's like I've got 70-30 chuck, some ketchup, and American cheese. Let's, <laughs> let's do this. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for us here on the 23 Personnel Podcast. We're excited that Michael's got smoked burgers back on the menu. We're beefing <laughs> with Whataburger. Uh, if you want Benitos, go at your own risk. It's mid. Baseball, just went out. It'll fix everything. Basketball, hopefully we get the staff rounded out. That'll do it for us this week on the Plenty Personal Podcast. For Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast. Help us out by subscribing, rating the show, and leaving a review. Follow us on Twitter at 23 Personnel, Spencer at Punt Suck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. Be sure to catch the next episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.